I am joined by Independent Deputy Verona Murphy and I'll discuss the billing situation with Verona in a little while. But Verona, this is something that you and I have discussed before, what we've just heard there from Eileen and Linda. Enough is enough, really. Something has to be done. And, and the, the thoughts of people urinating on the, on the grass verge beside people's houses, that's absolutely atrocious and shouldn't be happening. No, it certainly shouldn't, Alan, and I want to commend the ladies and the residents of the area for their continued voicing of the issues. Like, residents cannot be expected to put up with being prisoners in their own homes. And equally, trucks must have somewhere to park to prevent them pulling up on the roadside. Parking in residential areas, not only causing disruption, but actually using the grass as the grass verge as a toilet facility. So, you know, I've been very active and very vocal. We arrange a meeting on the 16th of December with all of the agencies responsible Transport Infrastructure Ireland Wexford County Council, the Irish Road Haulage, all of the OPW and the Customs so that we could range facilities to take care of the trucks and have them parked safely and properly Unfortunately, only one councillor, Frank Staples, attended that meeting, but I have been ongoing in my engagement and it was agreed at that time that the Kilran Link Road would be marked to create 20 parking spaces and I'm engaging with Eamon Hoare in Wexford County Council to ensure that that happens but equally the other things that are to happen volunteer to be put in place and that's all fine but the reality is we have to find somewhere for the trucks to park so that the residents are not prisoners in their own homes and that is the responsibility of all of the aforementioned agencies to create sanitary facilities and safe environments for the trucks to prevent residents being made prisoners in their own home. But uh, just listening, I think it was uh, Eileen who said it there about her, her mother not being well and needing facilities and not being able to get in uh, carers calling a lot. I mean, that's that's absolutely scandalous at this stage, Verona. That has to be addressed and addressed straight away. It's simply... It, it's, course, it's, well, it, it should be addressed straight away. I mean, I'm at this since primarily like the increase in the port and Brexit was always going to bring a problem. And that is something that we now know that the port in its upgrade and as it begins construction, this problem is going to get worse and not better. Hmm. I don't really understand how slow the wheels move because yeah. the reality is we have a 54 parking spaces available to us in an OPW facility of which the residents of Rosslare as taxpayers have contributed to the cost of. Yeah. It's a perfectly available facility, yet the agencies can't knock heads together to allow trucks to park safely in this where there are already toilet facilities. There's already a facility for drivers to be able to make a cup of tea so that they don't park and obstruct the residents, such as Eileen's mother, Mary, whose carer may not be able to access the house. Yeah, and, and do you know why? I mean, we will we will put in a call to the OPW. So you're saying there's 54 bays there, but they're not being used? Is that what you're telling me? I have a letter here in front of me that came from Peter Walsh, who, as I spoke to you before, is the Director General or Chief Executive of Transport Infrastructure Ireland. Yeah. He visited Ross Lair prior to the meeting we had. And on the morning that he visited the facility where the Customs, the Department of Agriculture and the HSE are now housed, the old Renault compound, there were two trucks just to taking up spaces in a 54 car park space. Now, I think the reality is we need to make better use of this. It has cost the taxpayer in excess of 11 million euros, Alan. Um, And 
And this is ongoing an empty compound whilst we have people being barricaded in their own homes and having to watch for the want of no facility drivers urinating on the side, on the grass okay. verge. This is outrageous. Alright, I've got to take a short commercial break. Come back to you then about your view on the other uh, big talking point today. We're getting lots of texts and comments in about the building situation as well, but we're inviting people in the Rossler area to share their views on this and we will go back to the authorities and ask them what is the situation with these 54 bays. We'll follow up on that straight after the programme this morning to see can we get some movement, literally some movement. There's just one other area that I wanted to mention and that was uh, the point raised by Linda about the uh, the trucks and I can understand when the trucks are parked the noise coming from them, I suppose it's the switching on and switching off of refrigerators. You were the president of the Hauliers Association. What is this? Can anything be done with that or will that continue? This continuous noise that Linda referred to during the night? I think yeah, the reality is that the trucks should not be parked in residential areas. They should be parked in a facility whereby they're not causing a road safety issue, a noise pollution issue, or a traffic hazard. And that is primarily the duty of the agencies to get this job done. I just don't understand the speed, uh, that there is no speed particularly attached to this issue, even though I've been engaging with them since last October. All right, let's follow up on it. We'll follow up on it from our side. You're going to follow up on it from your side. But for the likes of Linda and for uh, Eileen who are hemmed in in their homes at the moment. Something has to be done and it has to move an awful lot quicker. We're going to take a short commercial break. Stay with us please. I want to get your views on the, the comments we heard from the Director General of the CIF Tom Parlin. Alan Corcoran Chat, News and Your View We still have with us Independent Deputy Verona Murphy. Verona, just before I head into your view on what we've heard from Tom Parlin there there's a, a, a number of comments coming about the railway situation in Rosslare. I've been a, a, a it's been mentioned to me, I don't mention it often enough, uh, I've been told that you were the former head of the Road Haulage Association and that you're aware of the railway problem. Have you a comment to make on it? Uh, can you make, give us a quick comment on it, please, for the moment? And we, I promise the listeners we will look at it in more detail over the coming weeks. Uh, well, I presume what your text or caller is talking about, Alan, is the, in effect that there is no train any longer from Rosslare to Waterford. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, I think it's generally the, the use of the rail line. There's an, uh, something that we're going to have to look at and get a, a lot of the views collated together and then discuss it in more detail. Absolutely. But I think yeah. it's, it's and the, I think one of the big issues is the fact that you know, the bridge, one of our bridges in Great Island has been uh, opened and they're very concerned that leaving this opened is going to cause, you know, that it'll never be closed again or it'll never be in working order again. And there is a review, to my knowledge, underway uh, that we just don't have the report on yet as to whether or not it would be feasible to reopen the Rosslair to Waterford rail line. All right, well, let's look at it in more detail, but uh, just to bring it to your attention, I've been asked to mention it to any politicians I'm speaking to uh, to get their view on the rail line. It wasn't one of the talking points today, but we will look at it again over the coming weeks, and I just wanted to put it up there on the radar. Now, let's get back to Tom Parlin's comments, which are very worrying this morning. When I mean, he just gave, we gave one example of the tripling in the price of steel. He looked at nickel, he looked at the effect of the situation in Ukraine. What do you make of the comments you've heard from Tom Parlin, and what do you think the government should do to tackle the issue? Well, in listening to Tom Allen, I think all of what Tom said amounts to one thing, an increase in building costs and hence an increase in house prices and building prices. Supply chain issues began during Brexit for us and they were well flagged to government. But then COVID arrived and the impact of Brexit was masked somewhat by COVID. But as we reopened, 
and as issues arose, government neglected to take any action with regards to the rise in the cost of living, and particularly in rising fuel costs, which, as we've discussed many many times affects everything and and next we find ourselves in the ukrainian situation with an even more serious energy crisis to hand and government have still not taken effective measures that would make an impact that would reduce inflation that would allow us sustainable a sustainable cost of living because as it stands people are actually unable to afford to go to work and what's required now are radical emergency measures that's what is what we require here it's an extraordinary time those measures would need to be radical they'd need to be temporary monitored weekly or monthly and my proposal has been and continues to be that we remove all taxes from fuel all taxes be it excise carbon vat until such time as we can monitor it and to see that we are reducing inflation and allowing and ensuring that people will stay and be able to stay and afford to stay in their jobs and that we have an economy that is not going to go down the tubes through a recession. And are we likely to go down the tubes through a recession if we do all this? Because the R word has been mentioned to me by one or two experts. I haven't even touched on the subject yet. But if we do all these well, things, how are we going to pay for it? Well, the reality is it's how are we going to afford not to do it. And that's because I, I, I said to you probably a month ago now, Alan, that as the cost of living continues to rise, the likes of our civil servants, of which we create a bill every year for our civil servants of $23.5 billion, they're going to start to look for pay increases. And an increase of 10% to cover their cost of living and extra costs would mean $3 billion. So that's, that's $3 billion that we can look at. But equally, we can look at the people who are contacting me who say that they just can't afford to go to work. Carers in rural Ireland, 67% of Wexford's population live in rural Ireland and therefore they need their cars for transport. They need their cars to go to work, to to do any kind of a social activity, to get their children to sports activities. We have to have a cost of living that's sustainable and we currently don't and in order to have it, we must reduce inflation down to about 2% but government is not taking any radical action. They're using the excuse that they have to ask Europe. Europe in this case has no input. This is a national emergency. We can alleviate any regulation that we have from Europe on an emergency basis. This is a national emergency and we need to safeguard our economy first. And do you think what Tom Parlin called for this morning um, is realistic? Uh, I mean, again, I'm just thinking like we've, we've heard from the two ladies in Rosslair this morning, Eileen and Linda. I've heard from Tom Parlin and the one thing that jumps out at me is everything in this country moves so bloody slow at the moment. I mean, the wheels of bureaucracy are slowing things down big time. Why can't we speed things yeah. up? Yeah, no, it's mind-boggling, Alan, and I think what you heard Tom say was that although the minister appeared to be listening, his officials from DPER, as they call it, DEEPER, the Department of Public Expenditure, weren't really taking any cognizance of what he was saying because they're blinkered. Uh, This needs serious leadership. 
you know, we need government ministers to lead. They need to have vision as to where we are going with this. And the aim here is to keep Ireland from a recession that we had in the 80s. So mass emigration due to unemployment. And I, I appreciate what Tom has to say, but what Tom is saying is sector specific. He's talking about variation clauses, which means that as the costs rise, so does the cost of the project they're working on. That does not alleviate the cost of living. It increases it. What government needs to do here is take a measure that facilitates everybody, everybody that's earning, everybody that's trying to work and make ends meet. And many of them are on marginal incomes, Alan, whereby many now feel they would be better off on social welfare. And that's not a good place to be. If government have, as I said, I suppose it's very simple, the balls to take this extraordinary measure. It's temporary, it should be monitored, but it's essential to safeguard our economy and safeguard thousands and thousands of jobs.